Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. This week, we are getting straight to the point, and we're reviewing. Uh, what is it? Infinity War. <laughs> Avengers Infinity straight War. Straight to the point of something I, I can't remember. Voltron, and I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, the age of Voltron. That Voltron the is on the Voltron. guest couch. <laughs> yes, that smooth, familiar voice you hear. It's Voltron, the third co-host of Stand Target. That's right. Welcome back. Thank you. We appreciate you being here. I appreciate being here. <laughs> so this week, um, we're going. By the way, side note. Hmm. Right off the bat, we're hitting a side note. Yeah. I know, I know. Oh, I know. Yeah. But uh, you're wearing the great. same shirt you were here two weeks ago. I know. Uh, I did that good. on purpose. I pretty was good. like, oh, like, there's my purple shirt. Maybe the magic would happen where we all wear purple. Because oh. I remember Chris was wearing purple last time, and you wore purple, and you were like, ah, John, you messed up. You weren't wearing your purple. And uh, <laughs> and so maybe next time we're all on the podcast, we should just make it the, uh, the, the pact to all wear purple. Why? Anytime <laughs> I eat food on the podcast, you just go all over me. Chris. There are two things. <laughs> That Chris does that are just so fun to watch. One is stand at a desk, and two is eat food anything, like anytime, anywhere. Chris eating food is a spectacle to behold. I'm sure it's amazing to listen to on the podcast as well. First of all, the crackling bag is probably very distracting. Second of all, the smacking lips, you know? The whole standing at a desk thing, that's a story for another time. I mean, I literally don't even know how to envision this. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm his brother, and I don't think I've seen what you're talking about here. It's not I, a familial thing. Okay. It is a, a strictly vocational. Okay, okay. <laughs> you have to be a co-worker with him in order to understand... Oh it's my like, gosh! It's like not, you don't even notice it like on the first day. It's like it's got to be like you know, it's like a, a few, deep cut. Yeah, a, few, <laughs> a few days before you're like, you know what? That's really interesting. Mm. Anyway, All so right. we are in fact reviewing mm-hmm. Avengers: Infinity War. Mm-hmm. But first, what have you guys been up to this week? I guess Fultron, you start since Chris's mouth is stuffed full of uh, <laughs> of cookie, which mine's about to be. <clears throat> uh, so. I finally broke down and I bought the Save the World part of Fortnite. Really? Good? Full price? I did, yeah. Uh, 40 bucks. Um, it's interesting. It's I've been watching some videos because it's, it's very in-depth. A lot of like leveling and like resource gathering and you ha- you can have like uh, NPCs that help you that you can level up and different perks and different classes and stuff like that. Really? It's very It's a very fleshed out um, system in that sense. I'm not so sure about the gameplay and how fleshed out that is. It's hmm. a little repetitive. Um, you know, it's like spend some time gathering resources, spend some time building a fort, spend some time killing things that are trying to attack the fort. Good job, you did the mission. I mean, do, uh, uh, do you know when they're attacking, or is it just random? You can. Um, I might be wrong about this. I think uh, when you're on a mission and not on your home base there's a time limit for how long you can do things before things start happening. But you can in, mm. you can start them sooner if you're ready. Okay. Mm. The home base thing, like every once in a while, you come back to your home base and you can continue to build on your home base and that area grows bigger and bigger and you, so you can explore more areas and mm. gather different resources. Um, <clears throat> kind of like a... Uh, um, kind of like Stardew Valley or like... Like the further out you go, the the more uh, I guess it'd be more like Terraria. Like the further out you go, the more 
exotic resources you find mm. and stuff like that. Interesting. Um, and so uh, when you're when you're playing at your home base, you can kind of just spend time working on your fort and figuring out, you know, how do you want to create like uh, funnel lanes so that they all get kind of corralled into one area when they're coming out your fort and like working stuff out like that. And then you can access the storm and have it send in a new wave Ooh. and that'll give you more resources, loot llamas, all that stuff. Interesting. Can you play this uh, multiplayer? Yes. Strictly single player. No, it is a, it's actually uh, more a co-op thing than anything mm. else. Uh, when you do missions by default, it, puts you into it, it'll uh matchmake an online queue interesting <clears throat> yep. oh so you're always playing with somebody yeah you can never um, like, i think you can, can you... opt out of it you can okay. do it solo but i think from my experience by default i've been getting put into groups of people like groups of four uh but i've been watching videos of people that are doing it by themselves so mm. i don't i don't know how that happens but interesting yeah that's cool the, like so is there are there benefits to playing the the save the world that would like transfer over to into uh, uh, battle, battle royale. royale. Mm, no, there. Like I wouldn't say there's there's hardly any crossover. Okay. Even the the way it works is different. The Even guns are different. The stuff. skins are different. The guns act wow. different. Like the the assault rifle is super fast firing in Save mm. the World, and the burst rifle is not a burst rifle. It's a single shot oh, wow. semi-auto. So you have to like look the same? pull the trigger. It looks exactly like a <laughs> like a burst rifle. So weird. But it's a single shot. Like you have to pull the trigger each time. That's confusing. Hmm. That's know? that's interesting. I, I, can you carry over your skins from uh, mm -hmm. like that you've purchased from Battle Royale? See, that's the no part because that the I, skins weirds me out a the bit. skin they're not just skins in Save the World. They're actual oh. characters. With perks, that's cool. Like loadouts, so you have heroes. You oh. don't have skins. You have heroes. It's like so a they hero have shooter. They have classes. So there's ones that are more tanky. There's ones that are more nimble. Um, like cool. And they it each have cool. their own special ability. Like some have like grenades that they can use. Some have like the minigun they can pull out. Hmm. Some have like a charge. Like the tank ones have like a charge that they do where they ram into everybody. Mm -hmm. That's really so. interesting. It intrigues me, and like I'm excited to play that mode. But I guess. This question of is it worth the price of admission right now is is yeah, I where would, I always land. Having only played it for a couple hours, uh, I I kind of wish I would have waited until it was free. The mm. only thing is I don't know when it's going to be free. I know, they're just, like, yeah, they're just saying twenty eighteen right now. You know? Well, it says twenty eighteen. It blows my mind that they have this game that has like this this kind of hero shooter class based kind of stuff going on, and then in the course of like you know six weeks or whatever they said, uh, they they put in the battle royale thing, and it's drast that drastically different. Like where the guns have different fire rates and damage properties and that sort of thing. Like the balancing is all different. Very different. Um, that's really interesting, and it's like I. I guess like I, I wish there was more crossover rather than just the assets or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but do you, do you I don't earn know. V bucks at all? Or no? Yeah, I've actually just in the time I played earned two hundred V bucks. Okay, okay, and that carries that's over. Cool. Yeah, so that's that's, that's like skins and stuff. Yeah, that's basically <clears throat> real money. You know, is there a lot of other microtransactions in the? Yes. Save okay. What are they like? What are those microtransactions? Just loot, like the the loot llamas, which is like loot boxes mm -hmm. and stuff. Hmm. Um, what do they have in them? Do they have other heroes or like what? It can and all kinds of stuff. It could be event-based currency. It could be um, gun schematics. It could be guns. It could be melee weapons, melee schematics, mm. XP, 
all kinds of stuff. Super interesting. And do you obviously because you earn the V bucks, like you can get like earn all that in game through gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, interesting. It'll be weird to see whenever that finally goes free to play. Like how many people jump over into that? Yeah. Well, it's fun. Like, I'll I, try it out for sure. I want. I wonder if like Battle Royale, the popularity of that's kind of like kind of sucking the resources away from Save the World. I've actually seen a little bit of a push back towards Save the World, really? just as like. For people that don't want PvP yeah. but enjoy kind of the building mm-hmm. side of Fortnite, mm-hmm. yeah. I think the the save the world thing is a great option. It's just it's quite a deep dive. Like it's mm. it's very it's just a lot of things to like mm-hmm. wrap your brain around. It's kinda of like, you know, D one, like when it first came out, you're just like, What is this? What do I do with this? <laughs> what do I, do? I yeah. just got this thing, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or like, I mean, I'm thinking like <clears throat> other crafting things like or building things mm-hmm. or like whatever, like Minecraft or anything like that. It's like there's anytime you introduce like crafting into something, it's like there is a little bit of a learning curve there yeah. um, just in general. But then introduce like the shooting mechanics and that sort of thing into that. And it's like, man, this is a that's a that's two genres kind of mashed together of like, hey, let's craft and build things. And then also tower defense style thing, but also with a third person shooter. So yeah. it's really interesting. That's cool. Speaking of Fortnite, this meteors falling to the ground right now. There yeah, are. dude, people are getting hit by meteors <laughs> now. Killed. That's right. It's insane, dude. This is one of the coolest gaming events I've ever seen. Yeah, and it's like completely out of the blue. Like no one yeah. really expected this. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, and then all of the like the other cool things, like the cool touches, because with the uh, where they're like, oh man, you know, at the end, end of the season, something's happening, like a comet's getting closer. Well, they there's never, more they telescopes. Never, they, never, they never said that. We just right. observed that. Right. Everybody just, <laughs> just although just the kind image of for that. season four yeah. is a, a superhero standing in front of a comet hitting uh-huh. behind him. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, I'm excited if it's going to be superhero or like I mean, season. That would be, be cool. so exciting. Okay. But what if they give you superpowers? I know, right? That'd be amazing. They, what are, so okay so hang pack? on in the save the world side are there to be a jetpack but it, they they didn't release it because they found some bugs with it are there superpowers in the uh, save the world side there are special abilities but they're things that don't really translate to battle royale like one of them ah. one of them is that you can throw grenades one well, battle royale everybody gets grenades right <laughs> yeah the other one is that you can pull out a minigun wait what only one character class can throw grenades yeah <laughs> this is uh, this is very different. I'm, I'm yeah. noticing all of the differences here. <clears throat> and then they have cooldowns, so it's like you can yeah. throw. Depending on your skill tree, you start out with two grenades, mm. and so you can throw two, and then there's a cooldown before those okay. can come back. Kind of like Destiny. Yeah. yeah. Um, Interesting. I also yeah. think like isn't the control scheme all that different as well? That's the thing. That's another thing that I've I've been like. The, Man, that's weird you can the control scheme. Is you can do the regular control scheme that you would do for Battle Royale. They do not have Builder Pro though. Ah, mm-hmm. bummer. Because I think, and I think it's because of the way the traps work in Save the World. It's a way more in depth menu system mm-hmm. for the traps because there's like way more twenty different traps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it would not be conducive to have a Builder Pro layout with that mm-hmm. many options, but. So interesting. That's cool. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm excited for the end of this season. Like whatever happens, we think you yeah. know all the emergency the broadcasting systems. I love that stuff. Yeah, the TVs, the environmental things, mm-hmm. the the chairs and on top of roofs and signs. A bunch sign, of signs yeah. on the top waves, of roofs. This wave spectrum analyzer <laughs> hidden message in the uh, meteorite sound. Yeah, that's yep. insane. That's insane. That was nuts, dude. How is that a? a I don't. Who, <laughs> who just decides to do that? That's crazy. That's the thing. I I think like. 
early and, on in the season whenever they decided <laughs> to do this it like it was so far away that they could be like what crazy thing do we want to do this week you know mm-hmm. what unique interesting trick do we want to pull on everybody and see what they read into it you know and, and just kind of play with everybody which is really I also want to know like I mean I never I, I have access to tools audio tools like that I never thought to be like oh we should throw that audio through that yeah and look see what it looks like it's crazy yeah crazy it's wild um this week uh, I have been playing God of War mm, on PlayStation yeah 4. how's that so good how so far good. Are you into it um, I don't know. Like hour wise, I'm quite a few hours in at okay. this point. But as far as percentage goes, I have no idea um how far into the game I am. I I have a feeling because like, so what I thought was the the end goal or whatever of the game or like one of the what would be like oh the entrance into like the the final chapter. Is this, is this spoilers? Thing. No, it just wasn't. Okay. Like it was like I, I I got there and I was like oh well obviously this game is longer than that or whatever. Um, so like within within a little bit I'm like already going this game is a little bit bigger than I anticipated it being. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a very good game. All right, everything about it like even from uh like the the traveling around the world perspective is really mm-hmm. interesting and unique the way they've done it. I will say that there are a few cracks in there because of like breath of the wild where I'm like yeah. almost any game that I can't like climb sure. on things yeah. or like wherever where it's like, I see the goal right there, but I can't climb up there, you know, yeah. or like whatever. There is a little bit of, of, of moments where I've been like, ah, you know, that, that feels a little bit, a little bit weird, but I think every game will have that. Like even like tomb Raider and things like that. I've had that in the past, yeah. uh, you know, so it's like, this is, this is not the breath of the wild kind of open world um, yeah. game. And it's 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 not even a real like open world. I would call it like a semi open world. Yeah. So that's very cool. good. I don't like. I don't know how any game like can be as open world as as uh, Breath of the Wild. You know, like it's just hard to be like that. I mean, with all of the different like it, systems of like electricity and like how these things interact yeah, with each and, other, and, and, and it just depends on like you know even the climbing. You know, like yeah. I mean, Red Dead Redemption Two. I don't expect to be like you know. He's climbing Climb all things. You know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not realistic. You know? In spurs and cowboy boots, right, and stuff, right, you right. Know? Yeah, so um, uses spurs to dig into. I mean, that's what I you mean, do. Yeah, that's you flip them around to the front. You yeah. know, <laughs> put your shoes on backwards. <laughs> yeah, put your feet in there. Wrap so just twist your foot around. <laughs> um, I've been playing a lot of The Witness. Yes, that thing is a twisty game. <laughs> a twisty evil conundrum of a game oh man like uh so my one beef with it like it's a phenomenal game my one beef is that um it it i love games that like teach you how to play the game it doesn't teach you anything it, it does though kind of on the, like on the if it, there are puzzles that like that lead into certain places but sometimes they're, they just like they don't teach it well enough to comprehend it, like right. where like it's like okay you have to figure out why this does what it does and I don't really like spending two hours in front of one puzzle <laughs> trying to figure out why this doesn't behave like that other puzzle. <laughs> That's not necessarily fun. And then the to best me. part is when you've spent two hours on it and you finish it yeah. and nothing happens. Yes. No reward. <laughs> what? No ding. No applause. Just great. Move yep. on to the next one. Yep. 
So, um, yeah, because some puzzles are just there. That yeah. sounds, do like, sounds like a great old time. <laughs> so then, two hours in front of a puzzle. That's why, I mean, it's happening. Well, that's why, so, like, I, okay, finally, like, if I don't get it within the first, like, 30 minutes of trying a puzzle, I'll either just, like, literally walk away. Yeah. Or I will look up online and be like, okay, what does, it's not what's the solution to the puzzle. It's what does this puzzle what's even mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, what do I need to do to solve this? Where it's like. You know, is it? I need to separate these colors. Is it? I need to group them somehow. Is it? I need to make these shapes. You know, like what? What are you trying to tell me to do? Those. Mm-hmm. So, um, even if they gave like just random, I I looked, found a site that was like just gave me hints. I'm like that helped. Just gave me <laughs> like something shape. It was just like one word shapes. I'm like, oh, okay. I can figure this Spoilers, out. Spoilers, <laughs> Chris. If like you know, there's some creepy guy, ghost guy, walking around the island going shapes. <laughs> you know, like, I'd be cool with that, uh, but overall, dude, like once you, once you get the, the the key, the puzzles are still real hard, but um, super fun to to figure out. That's yeah. awesome. My favorite one so far the the light based puzzles, where you like have to like look at things and get light to reflect off of them yeah. and stuff like that. The ones down below, like underground. Yeah, yeah. And I just discovered. I mean, this might be spoilers, but whatever. I I just discovered environmental puzzles. Yes. Like for the first time, I'm like, that blew my mind. And there's. Hundreds of them. They're all over the place. I started looking, and I'm like, oh, man, this is crazy. Yeah. And now I see that. So I have to go back to, like, the mm-hmm. first three areas yeah. at some point yeah. and walk through them and find all the puzzles that I Have you come missed. across any rooms that just have a podium with one single line across it, and you do that, and the podium opens up, and there yes. is a, a puzzle with a solved puzzle on top? Yeah, but I didn't know what to do with that. Okay. So if you write all those down, yeah, there is an area on the map... That you can input those solutions, okay. and it starts playing videos, and those videos have environmental puzzles hidden inside what? of them. What? Oh my god! And puzzles one of them, inside of puzzles, yeah. inside of puzzles, and one of them, I'm pretty sure, I think takes a half hour to solve because you have to watch the entire <laughs> video before the inventor, yes. environmental puzzle shows up. That's amazing, and that's oh, so the witness, man. dude. That's just so the witness. Yeah, it is. It's like, it's like we're going to just use up all your time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See those other things that you wanted to do? No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> You're locked on this island. Well, it's, it's almost like um, I, I think I was saying. Oh, it's like you know, see if these. I was saying like a couple weeks ago. Like if you get into a voyage, you, you have to spend like you know half an hour at least or an hour doing it. I mean, the witness. You get to a puzzle, you're like, oh man, I gotta like if I start this. Yeah. Number one, my mind's not gonna be able to let it go once I start this. It's gonna sit there and try to like think about it. <laughs> right. So I have to I have to solve this. So I, but I need to give myself like half an hour to solve this. Yeah. Well, like what's interesting <laughs> about like, so what's interesting about like games from the past versus like how whenever like online multiplayer and things like that were introduced, online multiplayer shortened the attention span of like what I expect for like mm. games or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause even playing God of War, it's like if I'm not sitting down for like an hour, mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, it's not even worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, where it's like something like Fortnite or whatever. It's like, Oh, 20 minutes. You know, I might sit there and play it for an hour, but it's, it's the same thing as like television versus watching movies. You know, yeah, so yeah. you can, you're like, I don't want to start that two hour long movie. But I'll watch like four 30 minute episodes of a television show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, like, there are very few things that make, like, make me get out of bed to go, like, do. But, like, I went to bed the other night. Oh, man. And, like, 45 minutes after I went to sleep, I was like, I have it. And I got up 
turned the game back <laughs> oh, on. Oh man, like, Chris, you you've got solved bad. the puzzle. I, that's what I was saying. It just like sits there and rolls around, and you're just like, what is the solution? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's nuts, dude. That's I amazing. love it. That's One of my amazing. favorite puzzle games. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I want 100. I don't even know what I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know. What, I don't even know what the end goal is. I went up on top of the mountain. Like, there's things that's opening up there, but I don't know. Like how many or what I need. Um, there's a no, Chris. There's the a end goal requirement mm. for entering. Yeah. There's an end goal probably, and it's probably just the same as like we were talking about before, where you solve it and it's like, okay, <laughs> maybe then, maybe, maybe not. Here's another one. <laughs> 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 they just like start you over, but all the puzzles are different. Yeah, like here, it's mirror. Now do it again, but backwards. Yeah. <laughs> I heard Great. that there was <laughs> there was a mode like if you hundred percent it. It unlocks a mode. I could be totally wrong about this, but I feel like I heard this somewhere. Uh, if you 100% it, it unlocks a mode where all the puzzles get randomized. Oh, my gosh. And it plays Hall of the Mountain King the entire time. <laughs> what? So not only do you not know any <laughs> of the so puzzles anymore, <laughs> but it's also... So funny. Oh, my gosh. That, that could be total BS, but that's what I heard some, from somewhere. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. I like the randomized puzzles. I don't know about that. I feel like I heard that part. on Xbox Unlocked. I don't know. They were talking like, about it. Podcast Unlocked? That sounds they, they hilarious. They could have been... Uh, they could have been... Could've, they could have been yanking yeah, the, people's uh, chains. That's um, so funny. The thing is, like, I don't even know what 100% it means other than, like, the achievements. That's the only way I'm able to track any kind of progress. Yeah. For, oh, from what I can tell. 100% is every panel solved. What if I can't and, find the panel? <laughs> And every environmental puzzle solved. Oh, my solved. gosh. I found one in the sky the other day. It was crazy. It was nuts. <laughs> All right. I'm done with this. Well, so uh, I think it is it time for the news. The news! We were in unison. We were in unison. <laughs> Could have just like upped it just like half a, like, half a tone. Like in this, like that weird, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> so there was a Destiny 2 stream this week. That's right. Is that part of the news? Uh, it can be. I assume it's part of the news. <laughs> it, it is now, Chris. You've made it part of the news. Um, I didn't. I Took a crowbar to our news section and just went, here's Destiny. I wasn't able to watch it, but uh, Fultron watched it, so he'll give us the down low. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And here's the news. Um, it, was a, it was a pretty minimal stream. They didn't show a ton. Their main focus was the new horde mode, hmm. which I can't remember the name of. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a uh, it's a uh, an event, a public event that you can partake in. Wait, it's a public event. Yeah, yep. so, so you can anybody. Oh, I thought this was like a new mode. No, mm-hmm. no, no. It's a public event that spawns after you've completed the campaign. Okay. So it, it if reminds you've completed the campaign, me a lot of it's available. Like, the main um, campaign or the DLC the campaign? The DLC campaign. Okay. The Forge in uh, Rise of Iron or what was the uh, mm-hmm. the Court of Oryx. Like it yep. reminds me a little bit of that, but it's limited to uh, only three people, like so one fire team. Okay, I get the Court of Oryx like, comparison now. Yep. That makes more sense. Yeah, it looks really good. Uh, it's supposed to be super hard, and it's supposed to have... Uh, Bullet sponge. It's supposed to have boss specific and activity specific gear and weapons. I like that. So basically, you have to do it uh, five t- five weeks in a row mm-hmm. in order to get all of the loot that's from there because like it's a different boss for like on a five week rotation. Oh, that's awesome! Like, I mean, that's what we all wanted from the raid in the first place was yeah. like you know some kind of exclusive reward. And the and the guns, the guns and armor, I think have perks specific to that event as well. Nice. 
They, oh, like, did that, they help you in that event? I think so. That's cool. awesome. There That's what we wanted for the raid. What yeah. is going on? <laughs> there was a, there's a shotgun. This is where, the new raid. This is the new raid. Uh, there's Port a shotgun raid. that when you melee somebody, it buffs the shotgun to just in, turns it to 11. <laughs> so you run up, melee somebody, and just... Oh, and just gosh. So it's they like were tearing through Close bosses. range, just like rock them. You know? yeah. I mean, I can stab That's somebody. Good. Easy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've done it before. <laughs> <laughs> I can do it again. <laughs> See, what's hilarious about that is that I forgot which raid it was. We did some raid early on in Destiny 2 or whatever, and in the tracked stats, like it was somebody like was looking at like the post post game, and it was like you had done a ridiculous number of melee kills. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was like, <laughs> I don't even know how you melee that many people in one raid, let alone like get that many kills in with your melee. It's because I so. always run out of bullets in my guns, and then I have to stab them because they're so close to me. <laughs> and I'm a hunter, so like the stab, like, you know. It's, it's longer range, like, yeah. and it does a lot of damage. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so like no raid, though? They didn't talk about the raid. Didn't talk about it yet. <laughs> they didn't really talk a whole lot about Crucible. They did a little bit. They said there's supposed to be like a ranked playlist that's that cool. you can do now. That's I like, that. like, I wasn't really paying attention. And you have like season like PvP, rep and but, things like that, like where yeah. you can level up for your season and it'll keep track of that like level for your season. And then and there's specific, a, uh, there's a specific gun for people who uh, are able to maintain a certain amount of rep. Mm. I think that will not be me. <laughs> Yeah. It's not my strong suit. They said if you see somebody with this gun, you'll know you're in trouble. Oh, that sounds that sounds <laughs> ominous, know you know. Trouble. And then then you I think about the occurrence that will definitely happen where you spawn in and it's like five or six of that gun and you're like, "Oh man." Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Sweaty trials match where everybody's got the same gun. Yeah, yeah I and mean, hopefully that's where all the <clears throat> the pro players go and we can just like play cash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, that was, it's pretty minimal and that's kind of what they talked about. Mm. So yeah, there's a bunch of weapon updates and things like that too. Hopefully it sorts out a little bit of the, some of the ongoing issues with destiny Two. I don't know though. Like in my mind, like this update, I feel like it's going to be the next update before it will actually kind of really happen. I like mean, big changes. Uh, they need, this needs, I mean, this is, this is the problem. Like, so after this update, like everyone who bought the season pass run that runs out. Yep, yep. So like if they screw this one up, like I feel like they'll lose a lot of people who will not buy the next probably $40 expansion yeah. that they released this fall. Yeah, I mean cuz like if you're getting in you're like, "Oh man, I own it anyway, so I might as well like play it" yeah. versus another $40 thing. And so I don't know, it's But if they can prove weird. to us that they they've been they've been listening to the fan base, you know, like they give us more vault space, they give us the activities, the exclusive gear, all the things we've been wanting. They're like, okay, cool. Well, I'll actually trust them with the next uh, DLC. For sure. Continue. I mean, honestly, I'm excited to get back into it. I love, it's such a fun game. It, it is. Um, but it just kind of, you know, at one point just left me with nothing else really to do. Mm-hmm. That was worth my time. Yeah, right? so. we did the six v six Iron Banner over the weekend a little cool? bit. It was very fun. Um, and oh yeah, it, I played with you, and it definitely like wet my yeah. <laughs> well, that's I asked you that's why I said we, and I was like, wait, it was Chris not there? I was like, I don't know. Was that a was that somebody else? A different Stardust? Anyway, um, <laughs> Stardust. That I actually happened to, the other day. I pay somebody to play for me right we, now. We were in the uh, the tower, and Aaron was like, "Here's a Stardust," and then it was like some other number. Really? Yeah, and he was like, "That's wow. weird." He's like, "I was disconcerting." I was like, "Is that Chris?" <laughs> My anyway, alt, alt account. Um, but uh, the one I swear in. <laughs> the the uncensored, you know. Yeah. So, 
just really anyway. let loose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so if it gets banned, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, ah, there's no achievements on it anyway. It doesn't yeah. even matter. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, so that's that's Destiny. The Iron Banner six v six was fun, and that that there's one more week of Iron Banner. I'll probably dip back in there, but nice. it definitely like nice. wet my whistle for that first person shooter, really tight gameplay. Like we were getting matches where we were doing like twenty kills. Like I was doing twenty kills per match for a while there, and I was like. Rather than like Fortnite, where it's like, oh man, I got five kills. That was a good match. You know, mm-hmm. it's like a, it's, it's, here's 20 of those, you know, so mm-hmm. in a short, more condensed period of time, which is just a different style of gameplay. Um, other gaming news the, uh, the Valiant Hearts yes. creator yes. has a new game coming out. You have my attention. And uh, so this is an article uh, from IGN, uh, and, and they say, Valiant Hearts creative director announces new World War One game <gasps> called 11-11 Memories Retold. Mm. And uh, they say it is a narrative adventure game from Valiant Hearts creative director Yoan Fenais and his team at Digi- DigiX Art. And I probably completely butchered the name, but I said it with confidence. Uh, I apologize. <laughs> Focusing on World War One, the game is being made in partnership with Bandai Namco and Ardman Animation Studios, which is behind movies like Early Man and Shaun of the Sheep. Okay. And uh, That's weird. it is here's a quote. Isn't that uh, yeah. Here's a quote from the director, and he says, uh, "It is part of uh, it's part of history that touches me personally, as my great grandfather fought in the trenches. He lost a leg, and his brother there, um, and this is one family story among so many others. Sadly, um, so yeah, so it's a uh, it's a kind of a I, uh, it sounds like it's basically Valiant Hearts two in a way, yeah. Um, and so I'm I'm down for that. Valiant Hearts is one of the like most I don't know like." incredible experiences i've had on this generation yeah it's an impactful Im- yeah impa- yeah i cried game. i <laughs> i definitely cried at the end of that game so it was, it's, it was a really good game it's very good um yeah does it say when it's coming out uh no no news on that it's front announcement. it's just an announcement hey we're making this game so i mean he has my money i know i just <laughs> just tell me where to throw the money and i will throw it there yes um other news this is Star Wars news. Star Wars Resistance is an anime-inspired television series set for a fall debut. Oh, yeah. You, you, that's what you sent me. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yes. It's a fighter pilot? Yes. It's about a young pilot recruited by the Resistance and tasked with a top-secret mission to spy on the growing threat of the First Order. And it will premiere uh, this fall on Disney Channel in the U.S. and thereafter on Disney XD around the world. Mm. It is. Uh, is Dave Filoni involved? He's the creator of okay. it. So yes. <laughs> yep. I love how they put it too. Like, and this is totally true. The series was created by renowned Lucasfilm animation veteran Dave Filoni, and uh, <laughs> I was like, that is an apt, apt description of Dave Filoni. I mean, all, all you have to do is is attach him to anything, and I will be on board. Yes. Yeah. Also, the fact that it's going to be anime style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's gonna be cool looking. It's pretty awesome. If they go like, if it's anything like uh, Voltron, yes, the new Voltron series, uh-huh. I'm down, dude. Thing is awesome. Yeah. Do you watch? Do you watch those? The I watched, Defender. I watched some of season one. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Yeah, I I really liked the animation style. The uh, his quote uh, about the series is. 
Uh, quote, the idea for Star Wars Resistance came out of my interest in World War II aircraft mm. and fighter pilots, said Filoni. Uh, he says, quote, my grandfather was a, f- a pilot and my uncle flew uh, and restored planes, so it's been a big influence on me. There's a long history of high-speed racing in Star Wars, and I think we've captured that sense of excitement in the anime-inspired style, which is something that the entire team has been wanting to do for a really long time. That's awesome. Yeah. It sounds amazing. I know. Like, this is this is one of those, like, it's like, man, I didn't know that I could be this excited for, like, whatever the next thing is. Um, the only thing that I was looking for in here was, like, oh, man, are they going to pick up with uh, with Ezra, uh, you know, and, and whatever the, you know, ongoing story from Rebels potentially would be. But it's like, there's no news on that front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also, there's that um, TIE Fighter cartoon. It was, like, a fan-made cartoon that's, like, a in the style of like eighties anime. Interesting. Uh, about a tie fighter pilot. It's on YouTube. Wait, I did see this. Yeah. This was years ago. Yeah. 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 That was, and that was like super complex art. Yeah. I'm sure it won't be, uh, my guess is that this is going to be computer animated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But with that, like anime cell shading on it. Yeah. Um, this was like hand drawn, like Akira type eighties Japanimation. Yeah. That's awesome. I should watch that again. Yeah. It's I been a long time. The first, what was that Clone Wars series that was like not Clone Wars? The movie? Or no, no. Like the two parter? Yeah. Like it was like it was kind of anime. Kind yeah. Of that's by the guy that does uh Samurai Jack. Yeah, that's, that's right. It looks like Samurai Jack. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. What's his uh Tartakovsky? Isn't that the first time that uh I'm gonna blank on her name? Ahsoka? No. No? The uh there's an enemy. Saj Ventress? Yes. Yeah. It's the first time she showed up. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Thank. Pretty sure she was in that. I'll have to look it up. But uh, but yeah. Saj Ventress is one of my fave fave characters in uh, Clone Wars. So good. Is that our news? That is the news. All right, it is time to review Avengers: Infinity War. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> This morning, on my way, like, I was on my way to work, and I sent uh, Fultron. Uh, well, I may still have it. A video it, it deleted. Did it on delete? My end, okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah, it was just me going Infinity War. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's how this should have started, man. Like, I feel I feel like this movie like should have started with like on the title sequence, like whatever happens, and then like the title comes up rather than it being the Avengers theme of ba 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 ba. It should have been that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Which did, okay, so oh never mind. It's spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> I think that's the earliest Chris has wanted to spoil a movie. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, we need to get through this so we um, can't spoil it. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go spoiler free for a little bit. I'm just gonna say this is a definitely go see this movie. Yeah. So okay. Here's a question for you. Though. Yes. All right. So we can talk about I because I'm gonna be right there with you. I'm like, yeah, you should go see this movie. Yeah. Um. Do you need to see the rest of them? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. At the same time, like if you haven't seen, like there are certain we should we should go through and see how many movies. What's the bare minimum of movies? Oh crap! That you can see to like comprehend the basics of what's going on here. Um, okay. All right. So, yeah. I think I think you can miss Ant Man. Oh, for sure you can. You can I miss Ant Man. Does this end up being spoilery if we do this like this? You can miss Ant Man. Yeah. I, uh, so I personally have missed Iron Man three. And despite the fact that Fultron is like, hey, you know, this is that's you totally should watch it. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, I totally need to. Um, 
it's like I I didn't lose anything based on that. There is that a little bit of, know a, of there is a little bit of a jump. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. How does he know? Yeah, he doesn't know. There's a little bit of a jump in logic either. from where you. There, yeah, they actually do reference Iron Man three in this. Anyway. There's I mean, a lot of Tony's arc right. is, is dependent ba- on yeah. Iron Man 3. That's what I was going to say. There's a jump between, and I feel like it was more necessary for Civil War, where Civil War picks up, than from uh, where this one picks up from like, for, Civil War. I think for more so for Avengers 2. Uh, you need like, Age that, of Ultron? Age of Ultron. It's, it's more related to that hmm. than, than even Civil War. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, Civil War is just it kind, kind of, of jumping m- logic all around. Tony's whole motivation in... They've done uh, a great too. job of just compounding the stuff that Tony's experienced mm-hmm. in creating this incredible character that mm-hmm. is so integral to the the plot of this movie. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking to my brother on the way over here telling him about the movie and I'm just like what they've done with Tony Stark's character and where he ends up in this movie uh, emotionally and all that kind of stuff like it's just genius yeah, yeah i mean it's like layer upon layer upon layer upon layer and they all exist now yeah mm-hmm. it's and it's wild dude yeah the the interesting thing i found about this movie was i was like okay avengers came out like we had the build-up to the avengers they had all the individual movies and then avengers came out and it was like this big culmination of what they had built with these standalones and it was like oh my gosh that was amazing right and then we kind of did the same tried to do a similar thing with avengers to Age of Ultron, where it's like they had these, you know, a few standalone movies and then a big culmination. But that one didn't really land as well as as the first one. It was like, okay, well, maybe there's just they can't do it again. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like this one does it again. Where it's yeah. like, man, this one is a culmination of all these movies where literally it's like, oh, which ones do you need to see? What's the bare minimum? Yeah. And then we immediately jump to, well, the only ones you can really leave out, you know, where it's like you kind of yeah. have to watch pretty much all well, of and them. And that's the thing, like, you know, even Ant-Man, I said you leave out Ant-Man, but like, okay, well then, you know, do you really understand what happens in Civil War with him? True. You know, like, I guess you can, you know, like, but... They're so linked at this point, yeah. and it's just done so well. Like the callbacks to things like Iron Man three, or even Thor one, or Captain America, or Ant Man kind of stuff. Like the callbacks in here, they don't feel. It's not even. It's not fan service. It's not. No. Like, yeah. Hey, here's this thing. Do you remember that? True. It's not that at all. True. It's just like it's a natural part of the story. That's what's so like genius about it. Yep. I was super impressed by that. You almost think about it in terms of like a long form like television show in that way where yeah. it's like mm-hmm. you could you could kind of view this as as a yeah. just like oh these are really long episodes of well, a Netflix series. It's like a 10 year long mini series. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and at some point I don't even remember when it, when it was but I was like did were they plan how did they plan this since Iron Man 1? <laughs> like cuz parts of it feel like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean those are the best kind of like st- stories and the best kind of turns like whenever you discover something it's like oh man it spirals back to Mm -hmm. something that happens like first thing like even like star wars or whatever like obviously spoilers for empire strikes back but (laughs) you know the luke i am your father moment is so impactful because it like spirals back to like all these things (laughs) that like like, what they're like huh i've never heard right now (laughs) well it's like you've lost a fan (laughs) somebody's uh probably listening in the car with their like you know kid or whatever and they're like oh no you know their kids like wait <gasps> they've only seen the new hope anyway um, the prequel. <laughs> you're oh, a terrible man. parent anyway <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the uh the 
like whenever they do spiral back to like those first moments it's like those are the best like discoveries we're like man they probably weren't planning this all along but no i feel like they could have been maybe i mean it just feels it feels so intentional nothing feels shoehorned no feels so intentional yeah well and and, like in weird ways (laughs) so things that didn't make sense before make sense now yeah yeah there are still some like weird like weird points with like you know civil war and things like that where civil war is just a like a, a strange yeah, movie like, we've discussed well, all yeah, of that not, like you know the other movies like they are what they are and yeah. you know like they were either done well or not but like i feel like you know this one was done well yeah in regards <laughs> to honoring the rest of the series and the story that's going on agreed um and like the russo brothers i, I i've been a very like vocal non-fan of theirs um on the show and I think they did a phenomenal job. And like one of the things I didn't like about Civil War was like they didn't handle all the heroes well. Like just having such a large cast. Mm-hmm. Well, they handled them really well here. Mm-hmm. Like everyone had screen time. You understood what was happening. You understood what was going on. Um, nothing felt like forced or weird. We're just like putting them in situations just to get them in this situation or something like that. Yeah. Like uh, yeah. it was, they did a great job. I was super impressed. It's interesting. Um, Early on, and this may have just been like I, I, you know, I was a little like sleepy going in, and so like early on, I was I was the pacing was a little, <laughs> a little off, sleepy, but like it's it, it felt like oh man, it's a little bit slow. Like in this like after the initial like here's the intro and the you know the first little bit of action, and then there was like the part that I perceive as like being slow and like taking a really long time, and then at the end of the movie, it's definitely a long movie. Yeah. Um. But it's not for lack of being good, you know, because yeah. like it has the a back... third act that makes you you need some Gatorade and like a good breather. Night, I would dude. say like the back half yeah, of yeah, the they, movie. Like this could this is a movie that could stand an intermission. Yeah. There were numerous times like in the back, like the back 50% of this movie where it's just like, well, you know, this is it. And then you're like, no, this is it. Oh man, how did we yeah. get bigger? You know, it's it like it continues to escalate and uh and get get more and more intense um, mm-hmm. all the way through, which is I will, like I will say, like, and I'm trying, you know, like this isn't super spoilery, but I think there's a lot of dialogue in the beginning, and yeah. like this is just an experience that was specific to us. The movie theater was kind of quiet, so I was having a hard time hearing at the beginning of the movie. The sound in on the movie was yeah, quiet. Yeah, yeah, yes. The center I enjoyed people the screaming people, next yeah, to me. The people in the theater were quiet. <laughs> But also the sound was quiet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so like, you know, I was having to concentrate real hard on what they were saying. And so like that kind of like felt weird to me because I don't normally have to. Right. Like, yeah. Listen intently. Um, That's possible. That's possible that played into my perception of like how exciting it potentially was or how like intrigued I was in what was actually happening. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of jokes that I didn't hear because people were laughing or the the follow up to jokes Mm -hmm. and stuff like that or like. Probably important lines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most likely some of the very valuable information. <laughs> anyway, mumbled and I couldn't hear it. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, again, that is not the movie. That was a the theater that we were in. Right. Um, yeah, like... Uh, well, okay, what if someone is like five <laughs> movies behind or six movies behind? Like... You got to catch up, man. You can't go into this movie. I agree. And I guess just do it as fast as you can because, like, you're going to – at some point, someone's going to spoil this for you. Yeah. Like, people are going to talk. It's just what happens. I agree that you have to catch up. I would say there are, like 
man, if you really care about the spoilers, like, first of all, you're probably caught up. You know, you're probably already caught up if you really care about the spoilers Possibly, a bunch. But if you aren't, like, if by, by chance, you know, you, you haven't been able to watch two, three movies or something like, oh, man, last year was just a bad year. I couldn't, couldn't you know, go watch these movies or watch them on Netflix or whatever. Yeah. Um, I would say watch a rough spot. Watch the most recent ones first. Yeah. Or like if you if you if you missed Iron Man three for instance. Yeah. Fine. It's fine. You know, like if you missed Thor two, it's fine. Yeah. Or, you know, like, but again, we're picking knowing what the movie is. We're picking cherry picking the ones that like we think don't matter that much in the large. I mean, I think like things. for me, it's like they've had movies since then that have like set them up for this one. Like where it's like it's kind of like those yeah, like more, Thor more, two. It's like it's, it's contextual. Like you need Thor two in order to get to Thor three. Yeah, like you really do. But it's like if you've seen Thor Ragnarok, but you didn't see Thor two or whatever, it's right. like you you yes. you're good. You know. Yeah. So I guess that's why like I'm picking that one. And like we know like if you've seen Civil War, you know where uh, Tony Stark is. Yeah. And if you've seen uh, like Homecoming, Spider Man Homecoming, you know where Tony Stark is. It's like I don't, that's it's like the most most recent version of all these characters if you know where they're at go ahead and go see it um don't you know feel like you have to fill in all these other smaller gaps that you may have early to mid of the marvel cinematic universe yeah well maybe we say like phase three yeah anything in phase three watch that i would say yeah i would say civil war on yeah you need to see Yeah. yeah that's a good call yeah so if you've seen those definitely go see this yep if you haven't seen those catch up most of them, are, or a lot of them, are on Netflix. Actually, I did. I left it out of the news, but uh, Disney is actually removing a lot of their movies, starting to remove them from Netflix. Mm. Um, I would assume, preparing for their um, own streaming service this summer. Yeah. And so we'll see what happens with all of that if they reappear yeah. on a Disney streaming service. So, yeah. All right. Are we ready to spoil this thing? Yes. All right. We're gonna spoil this. It's gonna be we a big spoiler. We didn't even talk about the movie. We just oh, said it was you should go movie. see it. I mean, it's a really good movie. Grab uh, music. Mu- music. I mean, it's it was okay. It's pretty boilerplate. Marvel. That Avengers theme. It comes in. That's what I was going to spoil. Thanos earlier. as a villain. Thanos. Than- I mean, yeah, Thanos was great. He's one of my favorite villains after this movie. I agree. This was a great movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know the spoilers. The, the action, action was great. Acting great. Um, Some of the best visual effects I've ever seen in a Marvel movie. Yes. There's a couple st- of ropey spots. Still hokey when it comes to Iron Man suits with the heads. Yep. I don't know why they can't fix that. I don't know. It's just it's, the, it's so the, weird. It's how it looks now, Chris. That's they've apparently set, they've set like that's how like if you were standing right there in an Iron Man suit, that's how you would look. They've decided. Yeah, I mean, there, I mean, there are specific spots I can point out, like, yeah. but, you know, like, but just in general, I don't think that they handled someone standing in an Iron Man suit and your head is out. <laughs> that still looks real weird. <laughs> um, the uh, I, I, on the action front, like some of the previous like Marvel movies that you like haven't tracked well action wise. This yeah. one tracked really well. There was only like two times where I was like, ah, you know, I kind of like don't know what happened, you know, right there, yeah, or how we got here, or whatever. Been a complaint of the Russo brothers. Of mine and Fultrons. Yep. Um, I really hate the way they film fight scenes. But it was really yes. good like this time. I feel like they okay, you know, this yeah. was this was pretty pretty darn spot on. Yeah. So Yeah, and I think like so they, they like to use that high frame rate stuff and they like used it not only in the fight scene, they they used it a couple times when I don't think things were kinda of getting dicey and kind of scary. And uh, it kind of added to the kind of a horror kind of feel. Like I liked it. It was good. Very cool. Um what else do we need to cover in the spoiler free section? 
uh cast was all still phenomena oh yeah. phenomenal and some new additions that i enjoyed thoroughly oh yeah i could see that i i mean i was about to spoil something i can't do it all right it's it's, it's gonna <laughs> happen it's it's happening right now guys we're gonna spoil this <laughs> so you should turn it off if you are not wanting to be spoiled on this movie. So you should turn it off in five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. Oh, geez. Uh, so many people die. So many people. So many people die. <laughs> so many. <laughs> I love Chris literally just like throws throws it over to you. He's like, it's all you. And you're like, oh, no. Um, that, is, that is a good spoiler. Like, and die... In ways I didn't, th- I didn't think they were gonna die like that. I didn't expect that. The but, finger snap dying or the yeah we're in, we're post spoilers now we can so there's there's two uh, types of death don't have to be in this movie that's true there's Loki getting choked out yeah didn't or expect that there's like Gone with the Wind didn't Ash. expect didn't expect that to happen the way it happened um and like what was crazy about the ashes like so like some of them just kind of like disappeared but then other ones like Spider-Man like he actually felt pain mm-hmm. that's that's what got me yeah yeah um that was rough yeah the way that oh dude the way that he <laughs> grabs tony mm. and just buries his head into tony's chest and yep. starts crying because he's he knows he's going to die yep Dude, and then what? Like, I couldn't t- handle it. Tony, like I can't even imagine what Tony feels. Oh my like, gosh, that's what I was talking about. That's the like whole. It's all like this is this is what he's been working against ever since I uh, of the first Avengers. Yeah, he's been trying to hold this at bay. Yep, and still, I mean, and they almost had it. Yeah, if it wasn't for Peter Quill, and it just like slipped through their fingers. Oh, dude. It's interesting there at the end, like whenever um, Dr. Strange says this was the only way mm-hmm. to Tony, like there have to, had to have been some sort of a conversation in their planning that like maybe account, like accounted for some of this. Uh, so, I mean, the only thing that I think that that meant was like he said he looked at all the outcomes and there's only one where they won. And I'm like, is this, is this that outcome? Is this, does this have to happen for something else to happen? Like, that's the only hope that I see in this movie. There is no other hope other than that one line from, um, Dr. Strange of it had to happen this way or whatever it was. Yeah. And it's like, okay. And, but it could also go like, well, it was, it would have been worse if I had done it the other way, you know? Yep. Like that's the only other option. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of like questions that I have about about where we go from here, mm-hmm. and I'm not entirely like sure where you pick up. I imagine you would have to pick up with Tony. Like, there's specific people that I anticipated losing in this film, or you know, potentially saving to lose until the next film or whatever. But it, like, Tony and Steve Rogers are both still alive. Yeah, I'm surprised by that. I'm surprised that both of them are still alive, and b- their contracts are both like up at this point you know on on their movies with marvel and like well it's after the next one yeah after after the next one okay because they've already finished filming the second one yeah and it's already in post-production which is is insane that's nuts to me um but yeah then in addition to that like both of them have like expressed like where the actors have expressed all you're just like oh you know 
this isn't forever. I, I can't keep, you know, I don't necessarily want to keep doing it, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. I mean, so storytelling was, I just expected one of them to die and they kind of teased it for a second. Well, and they, they yeah, had a fake with out. the Thanos and, and, uh, Iron Man fight, they shot it in a way where you felt the buildup coming. And when he stabbed him, mm-hmm. you were like, yep, this is it. Like, mm-hmm. I I felt it coming just the way they edited yeah. it, the music, the mm-hmm. pacing, everything. I was like, right. Tony's going to get it mm-hmm. hit hard and he's probably going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was a little shocked that he survived. Yeah. Which I, I like. I like the surprise. It Well, it just, it puts so much more weight on <laughs> Tony's arc, dude. Because yeah. it's like... This is what I was talking about is like you have you have pre-Avengers Iron Man mm-hmm. who's just a complete a-hole and then you have Avengers Iron Man who's like I have to sacrifice myself to mm-hmm. save the world. Ends up going through an extremely traumatic event. Uh, uh, Iron Man 3 mm-hmm. dealing with the psychosis of all that and just the, the mental weight of surviving a cosmic apocalypse – and then uh, you go into Civil War where he's dealing with the ramifications of his dad's death. Mm-hmm. Where Ultron is before that, and he's still dealing with all that. He's right. St- he's still working through that. Right. And in his attempt to right his wrongs, once again, creates a new enemy, which leads us into Civil War, right. where he deals with his dad's death. Then we go into Homecoming, where he deals with the having to then be a father figure to Peter. Mm-hmm into Infinity War where he's dealing with all the crap that he's had to go through and watch the guy that he's been trying to mentor deteriorate before his very eyes. Yeah. Like, and he doesn't even get the sweet release of death. Mm-hmm. Like, he just has to continue on. Like, he, he, in the beginning of the movie, he alludes that he he's going off to die. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to go kill Thanos and die in the process. Mm-hmm. Then Peter and Doctor Strange end up on the ship and he's like, well, crap. Mm-hmm. And then he has to sit there and watch both those guys die while mm-hmm. he carries on. I mean, and that's, there's an interesting like element there where who, who else is left? I think it's just pretty much Peter at this point. Like it's him and him and star Lord. Um, no star Lord disappeared. No, star, too. Yeah. Is it just him? Is he alone by himself? He was on the planet by himself. Really? Yeah. At the end of at it. The, yeah. At the end. Oh, well, man. what, I don't know what Peter did with Drax and, um, well, Drax Mantis. disappeared too. Drax disappeared. Mantis disappeared. Mantis, so, Mantis was so the first one. Tony's Drax. left by himself on that planet. Yeah. Oh yeah, my gosh. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, and then it's, uh, um, other Iron Man. What's oh uh, War, War, Machine? War Machine? War Machine. Yeah. Oh, who's left alive? Yeah. Yeah. Captain okay. America. Thor. Scarlet Witch. Or not Scarlet no. Witch, uh, Scar- uh, Scarlet Johansson. Yeah, uh, uh, Black Widow. Black Widow, and then Thor. And Hulk? Yep, Bruce Banner. So it's basically the original Avengers. Um, and then like some of the Wakandans. Yeah. But not Black Panther. But, but not, not Black, Black Panther. Panther. That one surprised me. Did his sister, um, what happened to his sister? Do we know? Don't, I don't think know. we saw. Okay. I don't think they showed after she, like, after they broke in and took Vision out. I don't think yeah. we, we returned there. So. Michonne's still alive. Mm-hmm. Dude, the the 
like the the way that they orchestrated all the different locations speaking of the wakandans like and speaking of like wakanda as a location it, it worked incredibly well to have like that battle there while it there like while they had the other battle on yeah. titan like yeah. i mean there's there's these two separate di- visually completely unique uh battles going yeah. on at a, at a time and i thought that was a really cool choice to like bounce back and forth between these two things kind of happening um as well as like in that process, giving every single character that was involved in those fights like their their moment to shine. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like they handled this huge cast and all these locations super well. Better yeah. than yeah. I've seen almost any movie. Better than movie. Avengers. Yeah. And people were yeah. worried about Avengers. Yeah. Right. Even characters that I haven't liked in the past, like Bucky. Well, it's like, like I actually yeah. I, like there were moments in that fight where I'm like, yeah, Bucky, yes. you know? And it's like <laughs> I just picked a rocket. I, I literally <laughs> I literally have Actually, not liked left. him at rockets all. You know? Oh he yeah, disappears. Rocket's still there, but he's not on the planet on Titan. No, no, no he's on. Yeah. But he's on a. Uh, he's on Earth. Earth, yeah. I mean, and so like that—that that choice of Wakanda, like uh, that was an interesting choice because you have this like city of like, you know, warriors uh, yeah. and and the the technology and all this stuff. The one kind of thing that, and I guess it goes to that this movie is all about failure. And all about, like, no matter what you do, Thanos is going to do what he wants and take it from you. Um, at every turn, that happens. And and so we try to save Vision. Yeah. And, like, that that doesn't end up... We don't save him. We don't, like... It's literally we just do the exact same plan that we had a minute ago. Right. But we do it in Wakanda, and we do it after, like, hundreds of... Maybe thousands of... of Awesome warriors have died now. Yeah, that, that's, that's like so. There's like there's a couple things that I kind of like. Okay, does that make sense? And I think some of like that specifically goes back to like Cap is just like like it or not, he has these like ideals and he's he like sticks to them. Doesn't matter what like happens. Um, and I, like to some extent I like that, but to some extent I'm kind of like you're an idiot. Um, or you know, like it's like okay, Vision's saying I want to sacrifice myself to destroy this thing, yeah. so Thanos doesn't destroy the freaking universe. He's mm-hmm. like, no, we don't trade lives. Okay, cool. So let's take him to Wakanda, so then everyone has to sacrifice their life to save one. Yeah. I appreciate it. Still makes no sense. I appreciated that Vision called him out on yeah. on his like hypocrisy there. Definitely. You know? yeah. and, and like that, that's something from Civil War where it's like, man, you know, this is this it, like Civil it's War didn't make any caps. sense, and it's. It's not a flaw in the writing, I don't no. think. It's just it's Cap's problem. He has yeah. a problem. Yeah. And in that instance, like it's weird that everybody kind of just went along with it. I guess there was only one person that could have enacted that. That like Scarlet Witch is the only one that could have done it. Yeah, I didn't really. Did you? I didn't really understand that the first time. I don't understand you, why she's the person, the only know. one that can destroy the stone. Because her energy matches the stone's energy oh, in some that, way. Is that what they were trying to like imply? And did they establish that sometime? Like in. Uh, Avengers 2 or Civil War at some point? I don't point? know that I've ever understood where her power comes from. Yeah, I don't either, really. Well, did I they know she was a an orphan. experiment of Strumbrucker, or what's that guy's name? Strucker. Strucker? I don't know. That sounds, he was, that, that's he was a the guy from the beginning of uh, yeah. Age of Ultron. The Hydra guy? Yeah. Von Strucker? I don't know. Anyway. I mean, it definitely doesn't come from an Infinity Stone, I don't think. No. no. Unless it comes from... Maybe that's what they were trying Maybe, to... Maybe, unless it was experiments... The Tesseract? With the Tesseract somehow, back whenever. She does have kind of Mind Stone-type powers. Yeah. But that would have been World War II, you know? I don't know. That's, that's well, a, the mind, Where was the Mind Stone? That was in Loki's staff. That's what the Tesseract is? The Mind Stone? No. Uh, 
No. I thought that was the Power Stone. No, the Power Stone is the one from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Okay. The purple one? Yes. Okay. The... The Mind Stone is the one that's in Vision's head. Okay. Which right. was also in Loki's staff. And w- Yes. The Tesseract... The Tesseract is the... Space Stone. Space Stone. That's the one that allows you to teleport. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I, I, was, I forgot yeah. that, that Loki's staff also had the Mind Stone in it. Like, it, yeah. they had it, and that's what they... I totally forgot that. Yeah. Hmm. I mean... So... Oh, he definitely didn't have that whenever he, like, experimented on her. Something that I appreciated, and this is just making me think of it, this is a completely, like, side thing, like, off-topic, whatever, we'll, I want to get back to, to, to that, but it, this movie dealt way more and delved way more into the space magic lore. Which I love. Whereas they completely shied away from that in, like, Age of Ultron, completely shied away from it in a lot of the other, like, places other than some of the thor movies or whatever but like this was way heavier in that aspect of it and that was a big like that's a big change and i liked that like it was like hey we're gonna trust that audiences are 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 good for this you know whereas with like age of ultron there's this whole part where like thor goes off and like wades into that water and comes back and he like uses his hammer to wake up uh wake up vision or whatever and and that was awesome, but it's like this was not explained at all why that happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, whereas in this movie, like everything was explained really well, like yeah. the axe forging and like, yeah. which was mm-hmm. one of the coolest that things. Was so- <laughs> that was, I was trying to remember, I had a spoiler in my mind and I was going to say Peter Dinklage plays a giant. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so amazing. That, that's the addition. I'm like, yes. This is amazing. Peter Dinklage, <laughs> Dinklage, Dinklage was Peter perfect Dinklage. in that. Yeah. Yes. Like, so good. And well, he and he, he just has that dry sense of humor yeah. and dry mm-hmm. delivery that it just works yeah. for this just like curmudgeonly, like giant dwarf. Well, I mean, he was a troll. A tro- I think was he a troll? Yeah. I thought no, he, was, he a was a giant dwarf. Oh, a giant dwarf. Yeah, you're right. And and I thought that was like the the <laughs> dialogue That's whenever amazing. whenever like he's like t- talking to uh, talking to Thor, where Thor's just taking things exactly how Thor does, which I loved. Like Thor's personality matched with the weird personalities of like the the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy yes. and oh with and with uh, with with Peter Dinklage's character. Like it works so well because like he'll say things like you know. He's like, you know, the, the, <laughs> only if I die. And he's like, yes, that's what it means to whenever you kill you. <laughs> I mean, like the way that um, this movie treated all of the three big originals, even four, like with Hulk, like I think they did a good job. But like um, they treated, we just talked about Tony's arc, but like freaking Thor is a rock star, man. Yeah. Like, and they treated yeah. him like a rock star. Yeah. And there's, there's a big... There's only a big jump between Ragnarok's end and then this. Yeah, well, yeah. So like that—that's the other thing. I'm like, I don't like not seeing that fight between Ra- the end of yeah, Ragnarok and the sure. beginning of this movie, um, because we lost basically the entire. We spent Where's all. Of, we spent all of Thor Ragnarok saving all these people, saving all these people, and then they die off, off screen. Off screen, yeah, so weird. It makes no sense whatsoever. And then, like, I'm not even entirely sure if they're all dead because, like, I think Valkyrie is supposed to like she's got like multiple movie contract, and it's like we never saw her dead body there on this movie, and so it's like I don't know. It's well, so weird. Yeah, what, what about the uh, the the rock guy? 
Yeah. You know, like. Oh, man, you're right. <laughs> That's uh, amazing. You know, and I understand, like, I, I think they. I think you jump. I don't know. It just makes it longer if you don't see that. Or if, yeah, if you and do I, see that. And they need to establish, like, man, Thanos is a bad dude. And what a way to uh, introduce your new newest baddest dude in the entire universe than to kill your previous baddest dude in the universe of, yeah. of Loki. Loki. Like, I mean, that immediately made me <sighs> dislike it. And I, I'm not sure I really like that plot point either because, like, Loki is a character where you're like, man, at some point, Thor needs to be the one. You know? It's like there's going to be, like, at some point, like, he... he that's the that's who you want to battle in the end for both of those characters for Loki yeah. his he's the perfect enemy of Thor and Thor didn't get a chance to like put him in his place finally I don't think he ever would though I don't know I mean that's how they kind of played it off this way you know where they hey they made up at the end of uh, at the end of Ragnarok yeah. and we're in a good place and then you know yeah. there's this and so like I get what they were trying to do but at the same time I'm like man He's like the best Marvel villain to this point, and we've now also just, in order to make another person badder, we've killed the the baddest bad person. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, and I look at like you know other other media, like and it's like, like uh, I don't know if you one of you ever watched Battlestar Galactica, the later, yeah, so you did, didn't you? Yeah, so, the, like, the new Battlestar so Galactica. Guy, Baltar, like he's kind of the same kind of like character. That's like he you you really you honestly just want you want him to actually just like succeed. <laughs> you like yeah, you want him to be good. And um, where like you're constantly let down by by him, like like we're constantly let down by Loki, and so was Thor. And it's just one of those things you live with, I think. But then, you know, at some point, I mean, something like this was going to happen. Yeah. He double he double crossed him. Like I mean, he was basically working for him in Avengers One. Yeah, and he just tried to kill him. With I mean, it's, it was a stupid move, but I mean, it's, it's Loki and his hubris has gotten him this far. He just does the same old tricks every single time and mm-hmm. finally caught up with him. Um, if he hadn't taken the freaking Tesseract, Thanos wouldn't have been there anyway. Right. So it's kind of his all his fault, even though he he may have had a change of heart at the end, he still is making the same kind of bad decisions. Yeah. Same kind of power moves, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's uh... Yeah, and it's just weird that it happened so quickly and so like off like all the other things happened yeah. off screen and like that was, I, I'm just I'm wondering if they're leaving it kind of trying to leave it vague enough to where like at the end of whatever the next movie is if if the Thor like if Thor still exists yeah um then bringing those characters back in for like a, a Thor thing and explain that somehow yeah. um where like where uh Valkyrie was where the rock guy was and you know that sort of thing I so. think they're all dead. I don't know. Just seems weird to kill him off screen. Other weird like things that I like. It's there's so many people that died in this, and there's the, like the, like you said, there's the people that died with the snap, and then there's like the people who didn't die in the snap, and Gamora definitely oh didn't gosh. die in the snap, and like that was a, a character where I was like, oh man, she's like the like I don't know her arc is so interesting from the beginning of guardians one all the way through like guardians two and this one like it was the most intriguing thing in guardians two um her and nebula's kind of arc there and then to end up like this is is man it is like i said this movie is all about thanos taking things from everyone so she had that speech at the end like right before she died you know saying like you don't love anybody or anyone did she know that that was the key and that's why she wouldn't brought him there anyway because she thought that he was just gonna 
No, I don't. I didn't take it that way. I didn't either. I, I think that she was I mean, the, the thing she knew was where the stone was, and she didn't want Thanos to find out. Yeah, because um, she'd seen the map. Which, what do you guys think of Red Skull still holy being alive? Crap, I don't. Was, I don't get that. I mean, I don't get it, but I think it was amazing. The Tesseract, one of the Infinity Stones, took him there and like basically imprisoned him. Like that's wild. Oh yeah, because he does get like kind of like just sucked into oblivion at the end of. Yeah, like there's always been these. There's been these theories just floating out there that. Like, actually, it's been a while since they popped up. Like that, he was going to come back and and you know, like be the villain for like Captain America two, or he was going to be behind yeah. Hydra, or like all this kind of stuff. Like he's just, just been kind of floating out there. But I think it's been long enough that everyone forgot about it. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he shows up, you're like, holy cow! Yeah. Question: Was that Hugo Weaving? Yeah, it was. I didn't. Yeah. I couldn't tell. Was, did Nebula turn to Ash as well? Uh, or is it Tony Stark and Nebula out there on Titan? It might be Nebula. Yeah, she might still be alive. I think she's there. That's a w- interesting pairing. <laughs> yeah, it is. I like that. That's Dude, cool. that, this the, movie was the torture scene with Nebula. Gosh. That was intense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That well, got I thought, to me. I thought that torturing, was, that uh, got me too torturing me well. Doctor Strange was intense too. Yeah. yeah. Man. And. All of the Doctor Strange stuff was super cool as well. Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, when he does the whole like ten arms yes. thing and yes. then multiplies himself oh millions of times. All. Oh of, my gosh, I was like, oh, that's so sick. Back when we reviewed the Doctor Strange movie, like, sure, you know, I think I think where we came away was like it's conventional, but dang, the visuals are yeah. so good and the yeah. ending is really good. You know, so it's like yeah. this was. Like it integrated so well with everything else. Like even the more practical, like Tony Stark action, like yeah. integrated really well with this. And to the point where like it's like, oh man, here's something amazing that Doctor Strange throws at whoever, and then Tony Stark like shoots these rockets, and you're like, Well, mm-hmm. it's just rockets, it's just a gigantic explosion, <laughs> you know? So it's <laughs> Peter Quill's little uh flip the bird back into the oh Doctor Strange that was, portal. That was so good. That was like <laughs> that was the best part of that fight. <laughs> Oh my gosh! So good, dude. So like, and but there's stuff like that. So like, this is where again I have to give props to the Russo brothers. Like, they let every character still have their own kind of thing mm-hmm. and style and um, way that they say and do things. Like, like the humor of the guard. Like you have Mantis just bouncing up in the yeah. She was always in the background doing something stupid. While while Tony's <laughs> while Tony's having the serious conversation, you know, like when Quill's like, "All right, guys, time to put on our angry faces," yes. and she's back there just <laughs> trying yeah, yeah. so hard. It's amazing. And then and then and then with the you know the space wizards, they were always doing all this crazy <laughs> stuff, you know, yeah. and like yeah. I mean, everybody had was allowed to have their thing, and it wasn't yeah. like this didn't feel like a Tony Stark movie, but like. It felt like this was a better Avengers movie than Avengers, I think. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think, like, that's why I say, like, I didn't think they could ever get that, like, do that again. But they did it again. You know, they, they took this, they took all of this buildup and threw them all together in this perfect way again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we sp- talked about Ant-Man. Ant-Man completely left out. Yeah, so, okay. Why? Why? Why is Ant-Man and Hawkeye, like, what's the real reason for them not being in this? I don't know. Time, you think? Well, definitely be in part two. They have to be in part two. If they're still alive. Uh, we don't even know if they're still alive. Well, there's an, there's Ant-Man and the Wasps between now and then. As so, well as Captain Marvel, right? As well as Captain Marvel. Which Captain like, Marvel is 50% in the past, though. 
That's, right. And that's why I was like... Which, by the way, exciting news. Phil Coulson is back for uh, the the in the past uh, that's awesome. scenes with uh, with Captain Marvel because he's nice. an active like member at that point of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, like that's why I was like, did they leave him out just so they could do the movie between now and then? That seems weird. Like they're oh, they're already booked filming wise, so we can't can't access them. And how do you have? I don't know. It's just it's so weird. What did they say was the reason in the movie? In the movie, they, they said they, they were under like house, house arrest. arrest, and so like they did, neither of them wanted to be under house arrest, so they signed some like deal to never like be to do it again or whatever. Like they, so um, they were under house arrest under this. Sokovia Accord after Captain America or Something Winter like or Civil War after Civil War because they were in they the were prison in at the end of Civil War right and so they got oh, out of yeah, prison by right. signing like a deal because like their families and so like they didn't want to be away from their families and like their families and you know, I'm sure that makes sense but whenever you get attacked by freaking Thanos you expect an Ant Man you know ten stories high to show up yeah you know? squash him. <laughs> I was positing that uh, that um, potentially Hawkeye would show up and become a minion of Thanos for the entire movie. Mm. What? Oh gosh! <laughs> what, or Ant Man shows up, shrinks down a school bus for little children. They go into Thanos's blood, and, yes! like, and it turns into an episode of the Magic School Magic Bus. Magic School Bus, <laughs> and they just like mess with him from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> And we learn about science at the same time. <laughs> Alien anatomy. <laughs> um, so the reason I loved Thanos so much, just the way they handled his character, was because they could have easily made him just this thug, brute mm-hmm. dude that just goes around killing people. Mm-hmm. But there's moments where you're like, he's just a guy, man. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just another dude that was out there who just got so wrapped up in what he wanted to accomplish mm-hmm. that this is where he's at now. And I think like that's part of what makes him a, like so threatening. And so like, because it's like, man, this is just, just another person out there in the galaxy. Well, because you, like you think, I mean, I don't know how true. Sometimes I feel, feel like some of the worst decisions are made by, made by people with the best intentions. Yeah. Well, and I mean, he has supposedly great intentions. He wants to save the galaxy He's just going about it in a really twisted way. In his mind, yeah. He wants to save the galaxy by killing half of it. You know, and it's like, that's, it's so ridiculously counterintuitive. And it's like, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very like, it's a very compelling way to make you really dislike him because it's like, you're like, man, he is convinced that he's right. Yeah. And that's the, you know, that's so. The thing that got. That that really hooked me was that he wasn't this all-knowing dude. Mm-hmm. He's not some celestial god. He's just there's moments where he's confused about what's going on. Yeah, and he's not really always prepared. He's kind of like until he got the Infinity Gauntlet, uh, well, pretty much right. all the way filled up. But like when he realizes, like he didn't know he was going to have to kill Gamora. Mm-mm. But when he realizes, he's legit tore up. Mm-hmm. Like he's messed up by that, yeah. and he's. And, you know, when he does the snap thing and he kind of goes into this kind of like this plane of existence where he sees young Gamora and he, you can tell he feels this guilt and remorse Mm -hmm. and the price that he had to pay to get what he wanted. And it's like, I'm not saying he's justified. You're looking at me like... No, no, no. I'm just saying like, I... That that aspect of it, yeah, like 
I think they're trying to give like reason for it. And that is like, that is what a, like what a compelling bad guy is. Like that's why Loki felt like really like well-developed because you're like, man, this dude, we understand his motivations. And so like understanding the motivations of all these, these decisions. And Uh, I think think while at the same time, like I, I, in that scene, you're just like, man, dude, you, you did like, what have you done? I think the difference is that like between him and like some other kind of genocidal maniac is that he's not an egomaniac, right? He's not obsessed with himself. He's not this kind of guy who wants to have power. He th- he feels like he's doing a service yeah. to the but, world. Yeah, like well, yeah. And the, the, I think the difference is also like uh, you empathize, empathize with him. Mm-hmm. Like you you feel the pain that he's feeling whenever he f- he feels it. Like it's not like, you know you compare it to something. Oh, I'm trying to compare it. Like his his guy in Guardians of the Galaxy one, who's just like in a, he's like he's he's got the same kind of like goal in goal. He's a yeah, but he was an egomaniac. Yes, he was all about himself, and like it wasn't like again, it's twisted, twisted way to go about it. But he had—that's what I'm saying. He has the best of intentions, right? Like I don't even remember what like Ronan's intentions were. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm saying, but I'm saying Thanos has the best oh. of intentions. Like he thinks he's saving the galaxy. He thinks he's saving the entire universe. Yeah, and um, along the way, he's having to make all these personal sacrifices that you totally like feel because he has these emotions like you feel his, the the fact that he lost Gamora like whenever she asked doesn't she ask him was it worth it what did he say did he say she said like his answer was it cost me everything cost me everything yeah yeah and well, like that's not something an egomaniac crazy crazed villain says that's something right. somebody says when they feel like they've They've given themselves over to yeah. a greater cause. What, whenever he shows back up and talks to Tony, and I forget what he says, he says something like, this day has cost me more than I thought it would, or something like that. Like That was just like a very real like line. And even when, when they have him pinned down and Mantis has him almost asleep, oh gosh, the way he's talking is not the way that you talk when you feel like you're in control. Mm-hmm. Like he was talking well, right, like... Well, they had him beat at that point. But like... It's deeper than that. It's not just that they had him weakened. It's like you could tell deep inside he's conflicted because he knows mm-hmm. all the things he's going to have to do mm-hmm. in order to accomplish what he thinks is right. And he's not necessarily excited about it. It's almost like this this duty, this righteous indignation that he has. Yeah. And he thinks he has to do it. Yeah. And it's yeah. It's just there there is that kind of twisted. There's a little bit of egomania, just a tiny bit. I mean, you have to be in order to to. I mean, he went out. Dog, he went out of yeah. his way to uh, to go p- start planet by planet, killing half of every single planet that he sure, came but, across. But again, he thinks he's and amassing doing that. power. He thinks he's saving them by doing that. He's not taking over that's, the. He's not taking over the true. planet. Like when he was describing to Gamora what happened to her planet, he's like, "They're living happily now." Yeah. He came there and wiped the whole like half the population out, then left. Like he doesn't take it over. Yeah. You know, it's not like part of his his territory or something like that. It, it, he's true. He's, he's leaving that he thinks he's saving them. True. I will say I never like felt for him ever. Like I don't think I ever like it's like, oh, I understand how he feels right now, but I don't think I ever like was like, oh man, 
I empathize with you at all. I don't like, think I empathize with him. I thought killing it was... the people he loves and things like that. I'm never like, oh man, I well, feel not, I feel bad those, for you right now that you're moments. choosing to do it's all not of these an, things. It's and, not and an your, empathy because it was every every single thing that he lost was something that he did. It's like he was shaving off pieces of himself, like moment by moment, to, to do these horrible things. And so it's he's doing horrible things in order to do a horrible thing. So I never once was like, hey. Like uh, yeah, understanding the motivations is one thing, but like I never really felt for the for the, me, the character. To me, the the last scene of the movie was the equivalent of the quote unquote bad guy from Blade Runner, like where he died. Like I mean, Thanos doesn't die, but he sits mm. down and watches the sunset mm-hmm. on this world, and it's like he. Uh, it's kind of like the the guy from Blade Runner where it's like mm-hmm. he's going about it the wrong way. He's mm-hmm. doing the wrong thing, but he also has this this idea in his mind that he's done what he set out to do mm-hmm. and he's at peace with it after all the stuff that he sacrificed. Mm-hmm. For sure. And that's something that like a hero feels. Mm-hmm. That's not something a villain feels. Mm-hmm. Mm, I think I think the similarity there is only in that they that that he thinks the genocide is correct. Well, yeah. And so like, again, like no villain and the best villains presented to you, like they never once think that they're wrong. They never picture themselves as the villain. I don't think that's true. But at that's all. not, that's not true about Thanos. That's not true. He I, knows that he did wrong things to get what need to do what needed to be done. And you look, like, you look at somebody like Darth Vader, who I also think is a great villain. Like he also has done terrible things. And he knows he's done terrible things. And you know, he's conflicted whenever he's like, he will not kill Luke. Like there's conflict there that you you can relate to. That's the same thing with Thanos. Whenever he doesn't want to kill Gamora, you relate to that because like you wouldn't do that like in that situation, and you don't want really him to do that in that situation, and so you can relate to that. That's more than just you know a Doofenshmirtz kind of character who's just like oh I'm evil, or even like Killmonger. He's different from yeah. Killmonger because Killmonger believed he was doing the right thing, but he was an egomaniac. He wanted the power for himself. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for the good of other people. Right. He put the the guise of it being for other people, you know, for being for his his yeah. people and stuff like that, but that wasn't the case. Yeah. Deep down inside where for Thanos you see the conflict in him. Yeah. Of like I don't want to have to do the things I'm going to have to do in order to do what I've set out to do. And I think that's unique yeah. across the board in any other Marvel movie. Yeah, I mean the Yes, ex- yeah, uh, except for Loki, because again, you relate to a Loki in a lot of ways. Like yeah. the, the, the villain, and it, it kind of is actually sad that those are the two only good like villains in all of the <laughs> past ten years of Marvel movies. Like you would hope things that like Obadiah Stane, like you would hope that he would be. I guess he was relatable in a way, but not really. You know, like he just wanted the Stark. <laughs> company and all that kind of stuff. You know, like you just think about, I wish that there had been better villains along the way. So this wasn't such a, a surprise, but uh, yeah, I agree. Like I love, I love Thanos as a villain. Like I think he was a fantastic villain. Yep. Yeah. Um, I love the look on Thanos's face whenever Captain America is like holding his glove and he's like actually able to resist him. Yep. Yeah. 
like, it's like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Which Cap in this like movie, even to that point, like he had already been fighting for like hours. And I guess Thanos had it as well back on Titan, but it's like at the same time, it's like you at that point you don't expect Steve Rogers to be as in your face as he was with Thanos there. Yeah. I will say like the they gave Thor great storyline in this. They gave um uh Tony Stark a great storyline this. I wonder if there's like his caps was was good, but it wasn't super deep right. in terms of his past or anything like that. Um, I wonder if like the next one will deal a lot more with Cap and maybe his loss of Bucky um, at this point. I mean, I think like where you end up on this with Cap, like there was the movie that advanced his plotline just prior to this was a Captain America movie. True. And so it's like he already had a lot of this stuff. We, we haven't had yeah. an Iron Man movie in a really long time. Iron Man showed up in, in Homecoming, but we really haven't had an Iron Man-centric movie in a while. And so like you have a lot of that development. Um, the other characters that didn't really get a ton of development, I mean, Hulk really didn't get much, but he just had Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, the, I felt like this is almost an extension of Thor Ragnarok. In his character development. In his character development, for sure, yeah. They never really explained, you know, like we were always like after Thor Ragnarok, we were like, well, does he come back? (laughs) I mean, is he always the Hulk now? Yeah. All that, throw that all all out the window. But also, we really didn't see Hulk except for in that first, that first like scene. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, like so that was, that was a little, a little disappointing, but it's like you got to save something for, for the sequel to this or whatever. And I wonder what, like, what are they trying to even tee up here? By making Hulk be like, no, I'm not coming out. I think, I think it's Bruce doesn't understand Hulk. What? No, Bruce. No, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm, he sorry. doesn't understand what Thanos is capable of because he wasn't there. Oh, Bruce doesn't. Oh, but Thor does. I mean, sorry, man. <laughs> the Hulk. Words. The Hulk does. Yeah. <laughs> the Hulk knows what like hand to hand combat with Thanos is like. Mm. And I think that's what it is, because the Hulk is like a toddler, basically, as yeah. far as like mental capacity goes. Yeah. Well, I mean, age. Like, I think they talked about that in like Thor Ragnarok, where it's like he was alive for however many years that was between Avengers two and then this, and then that was because I think time passed differently on that planet, and so like he was basically whatever age that was. Um. So yeah, I mean, I, I could see that where he's like, I don't want to fight that thing, you know? Yeah. And so uh, I think he was just. I think he was just freaked out, like. There's somebody I can't beat. Mm. Well, and also there's like, there's the idea of like, he's Bruce Banner wants him to do something. And so he's just going to be like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do what you want. Like they've never been on the best of terms anyway, between the two of them. Like they, both of them resist turning into the other person at one movie or another. But then like, Mm -hmm. so this as an extension of that, he's just like, well, this is the opposite of that now where it's like, I, I want to turn into you. No, yeah, I'm not going to do what you want. Yeah, that is kind of... Fli- that's the first time we've seen that happen. Yeah. It's like I will rest... Like, wrestle control away from you, but I will never, like, do... Like, grab it whenever you tell me to. Mm-hmm. I'm sure um, there'll be there'll be a payoff for it in, the, in part two. Definitely. Um, but that's kind of what I got from it was just the Hulk sauce stuff that he was like, mm-hmm. I can't survive that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other characters that really didn't get much and you know none of them have been like had their own movie and that sort of thing but like a lot of like the side characters of like you know war machine and like falcon like they had like moments amazing hero moments but none of them really like had a had an arc um but the one that was like a glaringly like 
weird one to me was like Black Widow barely showed up um, in some of the like more development heavy scenes or whatever. She was there with Cap the entire time, but like really didn't have very much to do with anything, you know? Yeah, and I wonder if like the, they'll she's another one that they'll deal with next. Because I mean, uh, again, we just said like Hawkeye and Ant Man have to show up, and she has this like relationship with Hawkeye that no one else does. Like yeah. I feel like her and Clint will probably have some kind of arc there. I mean, we did have the moment between her and Bruce, but it was like four words or whatever, you know, and it's like, it, and it was a good moment, but it also was less about her character and, and where, cause wherever she's been since civil war yeah. and more about like, Hey, I'm back, you know? And yeah. it's so like that, that just, it's, it's one of those where you're like, meh, I don't know. I don't know where, where we end up with that character. Maybe, like you said, maybe part two, they focus on the people that they didn't this time, you know, and that sort of thing. But yeah, I mean, that's we'll what I'm saying. I don't, I don't see any of that as a flaw necessarily in this because, like, I, you have to leave some kind of something up your sleeve for the next time and some new things to explore with yeah. some different characters. Um, otherwise, you're rehashing the same kind of stuff every time. Yeah, um, and I, I guess, like, Cap and Iron Man aside... I'm trying to think of the, like, we really, the people with arcs were really the people that got turned to dust or died, you know, in a lot of ways, like Gamora and like the, uh, all of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And, you know, obviously we had like Thor. I mean, other than I think that those three, which are the main three Avengers, like we really didn't have, like there was, you could almost telegraph some of that stuff where it's like, you know, like on The Walking Dead where they're like, oh, we here's the here's the such and such episode and then and then and then they die at the end of it or whatever like sometimes you could even on lost sometimes you could tell like whenever somebody was going to die or whatever but it's like it's not like i felt like that was telegraphed it's not like i guessed or anything cuz it's like it's a toss up but looking back at it retrospectively you're like oh they spent a decent amount of time on like vision and scarlet witch yeah. and where like those two characters have been kind of relegated to the sidelines somewhat in previous movies whereas this one they're like heavily featured and then they die at the end. Yeah, I don't necessarily think I, I like expected. The only one I, I like I'll, I'll say is the only person I expected to have something happen to was Vision. But then I think they did a really good job of making me think that they were going to save his life. Right. You know. Like, Agreed. Whenever they were on Wakanda and like she was almost, I thought she was done. Yeah, me like, too. Doing what she was doing. Yeah. Um, and apparently she wasn't. So like, I think you know, yeah, sure. Looking back on it, you can be like, um, well, you can see where they kind of like drew some some threads but like in the moment like no I, I yeah i can't see that at all yeah um well and then you're such like that ending like where with the snap especially like that's such a like because nobody's in danger at that point except yeah. for like vision and scarlet witch like nobody else really feels like they're in danger yeah and then all of a sudden they are and you know that's that was one of the most like shocking things about it the did he have the glove on in that last scene no, the glove disintegrated. It disintegrated. It looked like it was like it, it looked was like destroyed. it was kind of like fried, but yeah. I, I didn't think I didn't know. If not it was disintegrated, but I mean, yeah, it was fried. Like, like is it? Do, I, mean, I this, think it's is it destroyed. It's just a, he, that destroyed the glove. I think so. I mean, which I mean, that's what he wanted to do anyway. So like, it's not like he has anything else left to do with it. But right. I mean, I just don't know. Like, I don't know what you do from here. I mean, I mean. It, there's a time stone, I'm just saying. But if it's destroyed, you know. Like, I don't think the stones are destroyed. Okay. I think the glove got destroyed. destroyed. Okay. The way to saying. use them, the outlet to yeah. use them. Interesting. 
Yeah, because it would be incredibly hard to destroy those because the only thing that was going to be able to destroy or the only thing that was able to destroy the Mind Stone was like a massive, long-duration um, blast from uh, from Scarlet Witch. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if... It, I think they would have been shattered if they would have uh, been destroyed. I mean, there's a Time Stone. You'd have to fight Thanos again. Well, that's probably in my mind. That's right? that's what we've got to do. Like whatever, whatever the resolution of this storyline is, we've got to fight Thanos and take him out. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be a big, big shakeup somehow. Like with with even like timelines or things like that, or like resetting the universe in some way potentially. Do you think that? Uh, so it's the next one. Is the next one Ant Man? Ant-Man and the Wasp, yeah. That's this, this summer. Oh, or summer. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, it's later this year. Captain Marvel this year? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I'm going to look that up. I think that's next year. When is the next Avengers? Look, I'm going to look at the timeline. Well, part two comes out next year. It's supposed to be next, one year apart, so next May. Next May. So Marvel's before that or after that? Uh, I think Marvel is before that. Do you think that Captain Marvel, since like uh, at the end of this... Um, what's his face? Samuel oh, Fury. Jackson's Fury. Colin Hurd, do you think it will lead straight into, kind of like Thor Ragnarok led straight yeah, into this? I think so. I think, yeah, I think um, the Captain Marvel movie will, in some ways, probably not directly, but in some ways lead up to Infinity mm-hmm. War, and then we'll see her come in for part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The weird the weird one to me is still like Ant-Man and the Wasp, but that just seems like such a weird like I it's think in that's July, gonna... by the way. That July. comes out in July. Captain Marvel comes out March eighth, twenty nineteen. And then when is Infinity War or well not Infinity War, but Avengers? May third. March and two months later? Yep. That's wait, so Captain Marvel comes out in March. Yeah. Part two comes out in May. In May, yeah. Twenty nineteen. That's crazy. Gosh. It's wild. I mean, it's a uh, we've got so we've got two movies that I will assume don't really deal with anything. When was Black with Panther? This. That was in March. So yeah, March and May. So like, like that's the kind of like is that one the two same punch. like length. Yeah, seems like it. Is that this year? Yeah, that wasn't last year. No, that was this year. That was like February or March, one or the other. Hmm. I think Ant Man and the Wasp is going to take place right after Civil War. I think it has to like, I think it's how he signs. I think it's how we explain the whole signing the house arrest thing or like whatever. Cause I do think in, in the trailer for that, he has like an ankle anklet, like an ankle tracker on at some point. Um, so, I mean, I, I I anticipate that one's prior to this movie. Hmm. And then like a filler movie for no reason. Man, the the first one kind of felt like that too. <laughs> Agreed. And I, part of me like was okay with it at that point because it was like an Edgar Wright movie, you know, yeah. where it's like, oh man, if you're gonna like originally, yeah, originally. Well, but that's what, what I mean. Like, what else are you gonna do in between now and part two? I mean, I like if it's my thing is like if it's done, you know, put out Captain Marvel if that leads into it, and then yeah, then go, then go into the next one. Yeah, because you got to assume that like because. Nick Fury like 
sending the, oh, I'm going to need help to Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like, you assume that she's going to play a pretty major role in the next movie. Yeah. I love the way that Marvel has done their things, but, like, you know, this this to me almost, it feels like, a, you know, Deathly Hallows Part 1, Part 2. You know, like, I just want, I want the, I want the conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> and we're just going to be frustrated until then, you know? <laughs> in many ways. Uh, this is what, like, talking about the whole franchise as a whole and the shared universe and all that kind of stuff. This is what I wish the Star Wars story group would do. Yep. With their movies. Make them make sense in a cohesive way. I mean, okay, so yes. But also, they're completely kind of different things. Like where you have Star Wars that is has always or was established as two trilogies, right? And so then they're like, okay, so we, at the very least, in order to keep with what Star Wars has been, we need a trilogy. And so I, I can understand that. Like, whereas this, like there is no rhyme or reason to like connecting these things, but eventually you have a big one that connects them, you know? And so yeah. like, it's, yeah, it's, see, yeah, the format's different. Yeah. I think I just mean like with the intentionality, like what we were talking about at the very beginning um, about like, you know, with as intentional as they've been and the way that they all relate to each other um, and like just have more pre-thought put into it. So it's like, well, we've mapped this out over the next so many years and it's fine like I mean, it's taken I mean, a long time to get it's taken a long time though. and we laughed at it sometimes along the way you know we're like yeah that's a bunch of crap you know like yeah. that kind of stuff yeah well I mean, you're also like you sit down and you're like you look at it and even before the first avengers like before that one where it's like oh that felt like that was pretty intentional of like we did these other movies and then we team up and blah blah, blah. Yeah. you know but even before that one was quite a few movies and of varying degrees of quality you know yeah. and it's like it's it's a uh I feel like we don't have enough in the Star Wars universe to really like movie universe right now to really know what's going on there. They have that like in the television series that they do. Like yeah, the television you know, series in the end great, of right? like the end of uh, big events or whatever. Yeah, they'll have like oh everything ties back together, and the yeah. beginning of the series ties back together, and then Rogue One ties back together, and like right. all of this stuff kind of like comes to to a point. I just don't think we're we've had an, uh, enough movies to have that happen yet in the Star Wars universe. And we'll um, see. We'll see if it ends up happening. I think but. I think they could have done Dave, if Dave Filoni was in charge, he would have done it. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I don't I, I say just give him the entire thing. I, you know, I just, agree. just let him have all the movies, the television series. Let's just let's overwork Dave Filoni, yeah. you know. Last question. Sorry, then we'll be done. I don't know how long this episode is. Um either you watch still watch Agents of Shield? Yes. I, I, yeah. I never watched it. Do you think they're gonna like did they in that teaser like did they have um uh Colby Smolders like there like is this going to tie into the TV show? Mm, no. You think? No. I mean I I think that there will be ramifications on the television show, but I don't think the television show will cross over into No, I mean like, not that. Here. But I mean like yeah, is half the is half the population going to disappear on the television show? So there's some things happening on the television show that like I would say yes. Like it definitely, it definitely will impact them. I'm just not sure in what capacity either. Mm. Cause like there's been other th times where it's like, okay, where in the timeline are these things? Like civil war, like was directly like in the middle of the show, like they dealt with it and mm. then like everything happened where it's like, Oh man, all the hydro agents are coming out of shield and it's all this <laughs> stuff. Right. And so like you have these amazing kind of, 
things happening that also happened, like you saw happening directly with the television show. That's where, like, with Winter Soldier or, or Civil uh, War. Sorry, Winter Soldier. That's okay. what I mean. Um, and but then there's all these other bigger events that are largely like, oh man, this thing happened. And here's some things that happened, like came from it, whether it's a bad guy, whether it's a like, oh man, the, you know, that got us out of this situation or whatever it was, it'll tie in for like a short period of time. I'm not sure how this one will go. Cause my thought is like, if the timeline of the show ends before this timeline technically begins, potentially they deal with it next season. Um, or something, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. a, it's a thing that doesn't necessarily have to happen like concurrently. Mm. Interesting. The show is still like, okay, so even though season one like was really terrible, right? The yeah. show is now like one of my favorite shows on TV. What's the, what season is it in? This is like season, it's been, the, it's been the best show that I've watched on TV for the last three seasons. And I think it's season five. That's good. I'm glad, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad people are enjoying it. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I, don't diss it if you haven't watched I, it. No, I haven't watched it. I'm not going to diss it. I'm just saying I, I don't think uh, I, I can. I'm not. I'm not going to make a, a statement on the podcast and say I'm going to watch it because I probably won't watch no, it. No, no. I've been saying no. I've been wanting to watch uh, Breaking Bad for five years now. Yeah. At some years. point, you just sunset those things, Chris. I mean, at some I mean, point, I you if, just it would if uh, Fultron stopped giving me problems about it. I haven't talked to you. I've been I know, I'm listen, kidding. at some point you just go, you just go, you know, I'm shut, kidding. Shut, shut your mouth. Not for me. I'm not going to watch it. You know. No, I just I always feel this this just overwhelming shame whenever I talk about it. So whenever you're near me, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, what we should do. <laughs> Wait, just in general yeah. or about Breaking Bad? No, just everybody. Oh, okay. Everybody feels shame around me. <laughs> what we should do, but even like with me, like. There are certain like we're like oh man, there's a big glaring like that movie. Yeah. I should have seen that. I should watch that tomorrow to I like fix 3. this. Yeah, or or like in general like with like television shows where it's like oh man, I missed out on that big event or whatever. Like with you with Breaking Bad. So oh, like yeah. everybody's got these, and so you just have to identify what what major like gap does uh, does Fultron have? And then every time he brings up Breaking Bad, you just bring up you know <laughs> something that he hasn't seen. That he should have seen. I've never watched Game of Thrones. There you go. What? I've never watched Game of Thrones either. So I don't feel bad about it either. I don't okay. either. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to shame you like you shamed me. <laughs> I've never the... shamed you. I know you don't. <laughs> I only shamed oh you goodness. for liking the Cloverfield movie. Oh, yeah. That was... Uh, <laughs> that's fine. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll own that. <laughs> All right. We need to rate this thing. Okay. All right. We're rating this. What do you rate this? Oh, good solid 8.5. You rate this nine. Yeah, I solid nine. Yeah. Yep. Cool. I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I. It does. It's where event like uh, Age of Ultron was kind of front heavy, mm. like really good at the beginning, and then towards mm. the end it kind of falls apart. I mm -hmm. feel like this felt fragmented at the beginning yeah. and then really came together at the end. Yeah. Uh, not fragmented in a way that is really hurts the movie, but yeah. just kind of, there were moments where I was like, I don't know if this is going to pull together. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they're going to do this. Yeah. Cause there's just a lot of bouncing around and like, mm -hmm. you know, people are applauding every 10 minutes. And it's like, Oh, now Spider-Man's on the screen. Was, oh, now it's oh. Yeah. When did that start? I don't remember when that started, but like first time I was into it and then like the fifth time I was like, God, I'm not applauding for that. <laughs> Sorry guys. The, uh, when Spider-Man got his second suit, that was cool. That was about the most coolest thing I've ever seen. Yep. Yes. <laughs> Spider-Man in this movie is fantastic. Like, that's the other thing about this. Okay. 
where do you go from here? Because like we have another Spider-Man movie. Like he's got to come back to life. That's Peter Parker. We got a time stone. Man. We'll live again. We've got a time stone. Like, but they have to do it in a way that doesn't just cheapen everything. Right. You know? It can't like, be like first act. Like first act of the movie. They're fixed. like, you know, yeah. Tony Stark comes back to Earth and just sees the time stone laying on the ground. He's like, "What's the? Oh, we're All going right. backwards." <laughs> here we go. <laughs> yes. Here we go. Alternate universe. Well, who knows? What if we split the universes? Everyone who disappears went to an alternate universe, and then we have to save them from that alternate universe. It's possible. Like, yeah, maybe they're not dead. Maybe they just went to a different universe. My my one thing is like the the guy who knew how to use the time stone is gone. Right. It's true. Other than his buddy, well, although, buddy in yeah, New his York. buddy Wong. Yeah, yeah. We don't know if he left or not. He didn't. Well, so or yeah, we don't alive. know if he turned. Yeah, to that's ash. what I mean. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He's got a lot. Of, he's got to go back to Kathmandu and read some books. I think he knows how to use it. Oh, you do? Okay. I think so. I'm fairly certain, actually, that didn't he like have a hand in training You're Doctor right. Strange? You're, well, yes. Some hand. I'm not sure if it was about this specifically for the time stone. I, th- I think, yes. Or if yes, it was more right. for you're the right. other mystical arts. Yes, you're right. One more thing. The visuals in this were freaking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, only, the, the worlds were awesome. The only bad spots were the suit, and then there were some of the monsters. The monsters, like, w- wavered between fantastically horrifying at the end, like the, the waves of them or whatever, yeah. and then, like, really bad CG. You really couldn't see them. Right. They were just so fast. Uh, but, I mean, like, the planets and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was really That cool. was crazy. It was very cool. That's it for this week. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at chrislight250. And johnright777. And Fultron84. Please go to your podcast servers of choice. Review us. Tell all your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.